0: Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark here for Nonprofit Leadership Blog and Podcast. I wanted to record this uh, podcast to talk about the five key factors of being a successful solo nonprofit leader. The five key factors of being a successful solo nonprofit leader. Now, there are many reasons why a nonprofit may have one leader or a solo leader, Among those reasons may be budget constraints, right? How the budget is designed and how the board of directors and how uh, other decision makers that are associated with the organization have determined the need for a staff person who may be the only leader. Other reasons may include staff turnover, or it may be just by intentional design based upon the mission and vision of the organization, This also may apply to startup nonprofits or nonprofits that have been around for quite a while. So there isn't really a specific formula as to who makes up uh, organizations that have solo leaders or solo staff persons. But regardless of the reasons behind having a solo staff person in your nonprofit organization, and if you in fact are that person, there are five key factors of being a successful nonprofit leader. Your success, although tied to the nonprofit, uh, is independent of the nonprofit as well. And so there's some things I want to share with you that will make you more successful uh, in your tenure as the solo leader. Number one, manage your time effectively. Since you are the only person, the only staff person dedicated to the organization, how you manage your time is so critical. There are going to be so many people, so many things eating away at your time, pulling you away, trying to direct you away for a variety of good reasons. But you as the only person, only staff person, uh, the only leader, have to manage your time based upon what's most important. That's easier said than done. And I totally understand that. You have to figure this thing out as much as possible because there will be so much pulling upon your time and you have to determine where to commit your time and where not to commit your time. Number two, be patient with yourself. Now you've heard it said before that you should be patient with other people and you should, of course, if you have a team, but in this case, you don't have a team. So you have to figure out how to be patient with yourself. In your role as a solo leader, you're trying to figure out how to manage the organization, how to manage your time, how to manage expectations and and so many other things. And so as you work through that process, be patient with yourself is something that you have to figure out and something you have to embrace in your role as a solo leader. If you're not patient with yourself, then who will be? Because your board of directors and your, your uh, part-time staff and consultants that you bring on and even your constituents and clients may not be as patient with you as you could be with yourself. And so since you know what's going on with the day-to-day operations of the organization, be as patient with yourself as possible. Number three, focus on what you're doing and the why. Now, this kind of speaks to the mission and vision of the organization, most cases, if you're walking into an organization that's been pre-established and you're the only staff person, that mission and vision has been predetermined by previous decisions and meetings with the board of directors and previous staff members. If you're part of a startup organization, then perhaps you may have contributed to the focus of the organization, its mission, its purpose, its goals, and what have you. Regardless of where you fit in along that spectrum, focus on what you're doing and why you're doing it. You're doing certain things because the mission calls for it. You're doing certain things because your goals call for it. So you have to remain focused on that, but then also remember the why. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because there are gonna be multiple people who are gonna come into your space, such as consultants and part-time staff who are gonna give you their opinion. Even your board of directors are gonna jump and give you their opinion on how to make decisions regarding the day-to-day of the operations. And although that feedback is useful and sometimes it can really be spot on, many times what these folks don't understand is that it could be a distraction. You as a solo leader have to remember the why behind your decisions and why you're doing something specifically because you know, based upon the day-to-day operations and based upon what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis, certain decisions you're making is gonna bolster and improve the focus of the organization. So you have to remember the why so that you can properly establish expectations among those stakeholders who do care about the organization, but may not have as deep as insight regarding the day-to-day operations of the organization. Number four, be optimistic about the goals of the organization. Every organization has goals and it's important to remain focused on those goals. But regardless of what you're experiencing as a solo leader and the challenges you're dealing with, trying to navigate your time, navigate expectations, navigate partnerships and performance, be optimistic about what you're able to achieve. Now, one of the ways to help you be optimistic about what you're able to achieve is to understand how you're going to achieve those goals step by step. What are the systematic things you're going to put in place to make sure that the goals are in reach at all times? Sometimes that means you have to pare back some goals. That means sometimes you have to put some goals into the next year's plan. Sometimes that means you have to uh, share goals with other organizations or other partners so that you can get things done. Sometimes you may have to hire a consultant or part-time staff if your budget allows it to help achieve some of the goals. Regardless of what you have to do, be as optimistic as possible about the goals of the organization because it really depends upon your ability to lead the organization, lead the constituents, lead your volunteers. Lead your your, uh, board of directors and lead also uh, your your customers along the way. So remain optimistic. Number five, diversify your funding sources. Now, this is one of those areas where it's easier said than done. But nonprofits typically are funded by grants and, in some cases, uh, donations. While those things are very useful and helpful in running your organization, sometimes, as you may know, funding from your grant giving organizations can be fickle based upon changes of strategies from that grant giving source, changes in investment priorities, uh, changes in policies in terms of how many years you can have funding support versus how many years you have to be off from funding support. So there are a lot of dynamics behind what happens with funding from grant giving sources. But one of the things that nonprofits have to begin to work through and figure out is how to diversify his revenue streams, albeit you want to continue to maintain your status so that you can obtain uh, grants uh, from various sources, but you want to also explore how you're able to earn revenue that can further support your mission and goals of the organization. Earning revenue is simply figuring out what your organization does well and how you can charge a fee, whether it's in the nonprofit space or in the for-profit space that can add to your your bottom line. This diversity, diversification of your resources is a process that you have to work through. It's not something you can just flip on one day and boom, there it is. It is something that you have to plan for and figure out to make sure it's a good fit for your organization. But one of the things I will say is that part of figuring this out is also figuring out how to bring on additional staff persons. And at this point, if you listen to this podcast and you believe that this is speaking to your situation, that might not be in the cards for your organization at this time. But it's something that you to start To need to think about uh, as you start to figure out how I can be more successful. Because the more I can diversify resources or at least begin that process, the more I'm able to figure out how I can change my time usage, how I can bring on new staff persons to take on other responsibilities and therefore expand the capacity of the organization. This is Dr. William Clark from the Nonprofit Leadership and Block podcast. Stay tuned to our websites for more resources regarding nonprofit leadership and change management.